Childproofing people's homes is hard, but Duracell is making it just a bit simpler. Not only are they committed to educating parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of battery safety, they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Duracell even features child-secure packaging designed to avoid accidental opening. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely, available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plans starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 4-14-24 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines. All on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit. A game-changing checking account with cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cash back isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And did I mention? There are no fees. Period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank. Member FDIC. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. We're throwing a party just for you at Crate and Barrel private registry events. Planning your wedding has never been easier. Sip on some refreshments as our experts take you through all the best wedding tips and registry picks. You even get to leave with a special gift courtesy of your friends at Crate and Barrel. So RSVP today for a Crate and Barrel private registry event at crateandbarrel.com slash stores slash events. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. We have another episode of the Almost Famous Podcast. This week, I'm not just talking to myself. We realized last week that as, as hard as that was, it probably wasn't the best idea to do two weeks in a row. So we brought in one of Bachelor Nation's favorite contestants. I mean, she is iconic. She is long-lasting. She is beautiful. Michelle Money, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Ben. Thanks for having me. This is so fun. 
Uh, you might be asking, you know, why Ashley and I aren't in the same room. No, we don't hate each other. Uh, we <laughs> love each other very much. It's been two weeks in a row. Ashley's just a big deal. Like she's just got a lot of things going on. Uh, she's got a very uh, special announcement coming up this week. So make sure you tune in to her social channels uh, to find out what she's going to be talking about. She couldn't be in studio today. So we brought uh, Michelle Money in to break down the episode with me, do a couple of really exciting interviews. We have Sydney, who left uh, Colton's episode on her own accord uh, this week. And also, we have the Bachelor producers from Vietnam on the podcast who are going to give us a little dirt, a little insight. And a little background about how The Bachelor Vietnam was created. But before we do any of that, Michelle Money, Hi. what are your thoughts on Colton Underwood? Oh, my gosh. I'm so I, – he is so refreshing for me. I don't know what – How so? I think at first I was a little nervous that he was going to come across arrogant. I don't know. Cocky. But okay. he's actually really – I'm really impressed by him. And the more I see him – um, handling these situations with all these women, the more. Oh, what'd you break, Ben? Whoa. Sorry, guys. That's break? just a glass. No big deal. So no picky. <laughs> <laughs> just tossing stuff over there. Pull all it right. together, Ben. Um, anyway, no, I'm super impressed with him. I really, I really think he's. A, I think he's a genuine good dude. So, Michelle, let me ask you a few questions about Colton that we haven't talked about yet on the podcast. Yeah. Do you remember a couple months ago when there was a whole hashtag going around, not my bachelor? Yeah, I do. I do. Things have changed a little bit, huh? I feel like they've changed. I haven't been checking out any hashtags lately, but it does it does seem like I don't know. It feels it feels like there's a shift. Yeah, you know, I think for a couple reasons. Here's my theory. Uh, I was able to meet with Colton. It wasn't aired. I get cut from the show all the time. It's it's actually kind of funny. Every season I seem to go on or uh, film an, a piece. And then most seasons it never airs, which, I, you know, I don't know what that's telling me. I think they're trying to humble me a bit. But anyways, I met with Colton uh, before this whole thing started on on camera. And when I sit, sat down with him, he was nervous. Uh, he was anxious. He was a little bit confused. And he felt very unworthy of being The Bachelor which is perfect yeah. for everybody watching because you want a humble bachelor. Nobody, if you just think of the concept of a bachelor, bachelorette, like nobody is worthy to be the bachelor, bachelorette. Nobody is worthy right. to have 20 plus people seeking after them. Nobody's that cool. And when you, the, the less cool you feel going in, I think the better bachelor or bachelorette you'll be. That's probably totally true. Yeah. He, you're right. he, uh, he's kind of won the hearts over of, uh, of bachelor nation and it hasn't stopped this week. Uh, his social, I will say this about Colton, his social has doubled. Like his activity on social has doubled in the last couple months. So I have a feeling he's going to come out of this whole thing either very popular or he's going to get himself into trouble by posting too much. One of those two things. But I'm meeting with him tonight and so I'm going to ask him about it. Oh, ask him. I love, he posted this photo of him when he was like in high school in like some white. Like oh, really oh, yeah. big talks uh -huh. that did not. And he looks like a totally different person. But I think it's so cool when people can be kind of vulnerable enough to put themselves out there in a way that's like, this is maybe not the best photo of me. And look yeah. at me now. Like he it was very it was a very humble, cool post that I thought said a lot about him. Have you always been good looking? Were you like good looking in high school and middle school and elementary school? Ridiculously good looking. Like always like the top of the class. Never yeah. had snaggle tooth. Never had a Never. really bad bang that was permed by my mom. And like, <laughs> none of that happened. 
It was weird. I just came like this. Ben, you want to know a little, <laughs> know a little interesting fact about Michelle Money that ju- I just learned? What? It's not yeah, a fact. That? It's not a fact. It's a Chris Harrison tidbit. So Chris Harrison just revealed on Jana Kramer's podcast that the one woman he thought should have become the bachelorette that didn't was Michelle Money. He also said Claire Crawley. He said those were the two that he thought should have become the That's bachelorette. That's so sweet. And I'll pay him later. But... um. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, no, Ben, the correct answer is no. I've, I've, I've spent a lot of money to look this good. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, Michelle, everybody's wondering, are you dating? I am. I have the most incredible love of my life boyfriend. Yes. So happy. A- We've been together for almost three years. Um, yeah, I'm really, really, I'm really happy. Good for you. I hey. Know. Is he a professional golfer? Yeah, he is. Yes. Then he's like your dream man. He's a professional golfer. Yeah. He's everything I'd ever want to be, but I'm not. Yeah. Uh, I, I some I practice enough to be a professional golfer. Do you? I yeah. see. I see posts of you out there. Well, I, I we did I see you last year at the AT and T. When did I see? Yeah. You? Yeah, it was last year. I show up at a lot of these events acting like I belong, <laughs> and I wear nice clothes, and I bring my golf clubs to see if anybody's going to ask me to play. Typically, they don't, but at least I'm there. Well, Harrison's um, a good golfer. He is. He is. And he just got back from the ATT Pebble Beach. Uh, everybody out there listening, make sure you check out Chris Harrison's social. Uh, not only has he announced his newfound love, Lauren Zima, but he also just got done playing at the ATT Pebble Beach. Uh, he's a really good golfer. He's a lot of fun doing it. I'm trying to convince him to play with me in a couple uh, outings this year. So uh, if that happens, you know that I'll be a happy guy because I need to play some more golf fun. with Chris Harrison. Michelle, before we break down this episode, and it's a good one. I mean, it's juicy, and we have some very, very talented and great interviews coming up. We had to catch up with Ashley to tell us about one of her favorite products as she prepares for her wedding. Ashley. Well, thank you, Ben. Jared and I are on the road this week, but we can't wait to go home and have a cozy weekend at home with all the stuff that we've gotten off our crate and barrel registry. It's kind of amazing how many people are ordering us stuff off our crate and barrel registry so early. It's like six months from our wedding, but we're still getting new plates and cooking pots and all these great things that are keeping us cozy during these cold 50 degree days in LA. We're making chili with our new pot. It's so nice. What we love about these pieces are that they're going to go with our decor regardless of what our house looks like now and what it'll look like in 10 years. They're classic timeless pieces that are always going to match with whatever look we're going for. We also love the fact that with this group feature, this group gifting feature with Great and Barrel on our registry, people can come together and buy us larger furniture pieces. Like, we really want this couch. We really need a new couch. Our dogs have, like, mm, let's just say potty training. Our, our Lois has peed a couple times on our couch, and it's a little bit stinky, so we could really use a new couch soon. And... It's too expensive for one person to buy off our registry, but if a couple people group together, it may be the perfect gift to get us for our wedding. So if you are looking to start your own registry, you can go to crateandbarrel.com slash gift registry. And if you want 
to do this awesome thing that Jared and I did where you go and have a private event with somebody at the store so they can help you pick and choose items for your house. You can RSVP today for a Crate and Barrel private registry event at crateandbarrel.com slash stores slash events. So if you think you need a little bit of help with your registry, and you and your honey can't figure it out on your own, get some extra guidance at Crate and Barrel and get a Crate and Barrel private registry event at crateandbarrel.com slash stores slash events. All right, back to you in the studio, Ben. Michelle, this week's episode of The Bachelor, uh, we had to see some drama played out. Let's start with talking about maybe uh, the biggest dramatic storyline of this episode, which was Nicole and Onyenka. They got in a tiff a little battle and Colton sends them both home. Do you think he made the right decision? I do, but I want to break this down. This is what's so fascinating to me is it's, um, it's just so interesting how it's just a great reminder for us as, as viewers watching the show. I think you can watch this show and take so much of it and apply it to your life and learn and grow uh-huh. from it. And I think this is one of those experiences where you're like, okay, you know, Anyanka thought she was doing the right thing by taking information from Elise that she assumed to be true. However, it was none of her business. And she mm-hmm. kind of stepped, you know, into a territory that wasn't really, I don't know, again, not, not really her business, but it turned into this bigger deal that did not need to happen. And, um, you know, it, it sounds to me like that wasn't the context in which it, the statement of her wanting to use this as an opportunity to leave Miami, it sounds like that was taken out of context. And it's just so important for us to remember, like, we have to be so careful how we're relaying messages, like gossiping, how we're taking, you know, stories and not really, if it doesn't come straight from the horse's mouth, we really don't know if it's true or not. And this is just a sad example of what can happen when you aren't minding your own business and when you aren't there to hear the actual words come out of someone's mouth. And I think, unfortunately, it just unraveled into both women bringing out the worst in each other and, and unfortunately, Colton having to witness that firsthand. Yeah, you know, it was great, uh, Michelle, our uh, almost famous Facebook group. Uh, kind of blew up over this topic. We have a great Facebook group, by the way, a really good community of people. They actually, this week, uh, one of the leaders of the Facebook group had a birthday and the whole group uh, started tweeting at me to say, wish her happy birthday. Mm-hmm. So I did. Um, but uh, we have a lot of good support out there, but the, I always like to read the Facebook group because it does give me insight into how bachelor nation is feeling a little bit. And you're spot on last week on the episode, we talked about playing the game of telephone, right? I mean, it's kind of like that game. Uh, where one person tells one person one thing and the next person tells another person another thing. And by the time it gets to the final result, the the story has changed completely. Unfortunately, though, everybody suffered because of this. And and that's where I think the question of what did he do the right thing comes in mind for me is because Nicole really didn't do anything wrong. She she didn't say or it, did, it wasn't setting in the context that it was being communicated. Did Colton do the right thing? It just saying, you know what? I, I can't deal with this in general. I mean, Nicole really I feel like she took the worst part of this. I agree. But I think the way that she handled it said, said a lot too. not that there's any like right or wrong way to handle some. I can't imagine having been put in her situation. But um, 
unfortunately, I think on top of being in this super unique, like high emotions, super like competitive environment, it just when when stressful situations happen like this, it says a lot about how you handle those situations. And I don't necessarily know if I don't know what the right thing to do is, but I it just didn't bring out the best in either of them, unfortunately. And and Colton was there to witness that firsthand and, and I guess made that decision on his own. Um, what would you have done, Ben? Uh, you know, I, it's hard to say. Uh, I, I don't think Colton, honestly, I can't say Colton did the wrong thing here because I think you're kind of, you're very right in the sense of there's so much pressure. There's so much going around, around you, on around you at all times. You're trying to keep your head above water. And at some point when something like this comes up, you weigh your options. You go, okay, obviously he, he, if we're truthful, he wasn't that into Nicole and he wasn't that into Anyeka because he would have kept him around. Um, but instead he said, you know what? Like, I'm just, this is just best. If we clean the slate here, if we just start, start over, take this situation and, and kind of separate it from this group and move forward with the women that I know I want to be with. So I think he did the right thing. Uh, I would like to ask you, Michelle, before we get into the one-on-one date with Hannah G and oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Woo, there was a one-on-one wow. date and a half. I was turned um, on. <laughs> I was going to say, I Sheesh. felt all sorts of weird in here. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> that was a lot. Um, but before we get into that, you've been on the show. You've done well at the show. And when I mean, when I, what I say by that is you were yourself, you were authentic and you were true to yourself. Uh, you pursued this thing the best you possibly could. What would be your advice to anybody out there that's put in a pressured situation that's trying to explain themselves on this show? What kind of thought process do you go through to kind of decide what's true and what's not? And what do you share with the bachelor and what you don't? When you're actually on the show, is that what you're saying? Yeah. When you're on the show. Well, it's, it's so hard to answer that question because it is so complete. It is such a completely different world. I mean, it's shocking to me to look back and think about how I went into that show, The Bachelor in particular, thinking that I was a pretty normal woman and left feeling like maybe I'm actually super jealous and insecure and actually like don't even know who I am. It's, it's fascinating the world that they create that, that, makes brings out the the worst in you i mean we're talking mm-hmm. like the jealousy the competition sizing yourself up like am i good enough is am i pretty enough i've never felt emotions like that in my whole life until going on that show and and so it it's easy for me to sit here and say you know what remember who you are remember like be present like take a breath like remember that this isn't a real world you're living in and and align with your 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 true self but you know until you're walking in someone's shoes until you're actually in that situation it's so hard to even give like valid advice do you know what i'm saying does that make sense i almost don't know how to answer that yeah you you know i know exactly what you're saying you're touching on something that our listeners always love to hear and it's true and authentic authenticity and vulnerability that crosses the i guess what you watch on tv and it's the, Hey, this is really hard when you're in it. You're experiencing things you've never experienced before. You're 
competing or seeing fighting after somebody you probably care a little bit about. You might not fall in love with the bachelor bachelor, but you care about them. You want to be there because you have friends there. You're experiencing amazing things. And at the end of the day, you also probably, you know, have this interest and intrigue into who the lead is and all these things. It puts a pressure cooker around you and you get insecure because there's everybody's around you is good looking and they're confident and they're, you know, coming off, incredible and they're dressed nice all these things are hard and it's not your typical environment and people react differently to it and we have to understand why and give grace in those situations because this is not easy it's not as easy as it looks on television it's really hard yeah we watch two hours every week of what do you think um i mean it's almost 24 7 filming i mean there's a lot of stuff going on that we don't get to see that's exhausting. And when you get exhausted by all this, Michelle, we've got to make sure that these contestants are healthy. One way to do that is with ritual. We're all looking for a fresh start this time of year. And for most of us, our new year's resolutions are about being healthier. The resolutions are hard, so hard that 80% of us fail at sticking to our resolutions each year. There's no quick fix when it comes to better health. It's all about starting good daily habits and actually sticking to them. But with Ritual's Essentials, you can now get the nutrients you need. Michelle, I think it's just better if you tell our audience about Ritual from here on out because it talks about like women's stuff that I don't know a lot about. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy to do that for you. Okay, Ritual Essential Prenatal is the prenatal reborn. For those of us thinking about it, trying, and expecting, Ritual Essential Prenatal is conceived to deliver the essential nutrients from DHA to folate that a woman needs at every stage. Ritual is traceable and transparent. For obsessive label readers like myself, all of Ritual's vegan-friendly, sugar-free, non-GMO, gluten-free, and allergen-free ingredients and their sources are 100% out there for the whole world to see. Thank you. We all appreciate that. Get Ritual delivered right to your door. A subscription is easy to start and it's easy to snooze. It's only a dollar a day to have all the essential nutrients your body needs delivered every month. Better health doesn't happen overnight. Start your year with Essentials for Women, a small step that helps create a healthy foundation for 2019 and beyond. Visit ritual.com backslash famous to start your ritual today. That's ritual.com backslash famous. Thanks, Michelle. Michelle, I've got to be honest. I feel a little bit weird, a little bit odd about this next little segment talking about the Hannah G one-on-one. You do. I I mean... I'm in a happy relationship with a man. Uh, Meanwhile, I, I, I want to be taking a mud bath with Hannah G. I was going to say, I don't know how to talk about this without like, sometimes I get giddy. <laughs> or sometimes I just feel weird. Right now, I just kind of feel weird and giddy. Like I, I watched this and I, I didn't know how to feel. Um, Let me, would fr- you like to bring David the Chicken Man into this conversation? Oh, absolutely. He's on the phone. There's nobody that, my Mark, there's nobody that makes situations less awkward than David, uh, the chicken. So yeah, please bring him in. Can we call him up? He's right here. And by the way, we got an email from Nicole saying, can you please bring David, the chicken back on the podcast? He was so funny when you guys had him on all the time and he hasn't been on in forever. Thank you. Yes. Oh, David, you out there, buddy. Hey, Ben. Hey, Ashley. How's it going? It's, it's, you've already made this awkward, David. It's David, Michelle. It's, it's confusing. I know. I'm filling in for Ashley. It's Michelle Money. How are you? Hey, what's going on, Michelle? I'm well. I'm well. Good. Thanks for having me, guys. 
Michelle, one thing you might not know about David is not only is he incredibly good looking tan and um, just super charismatic, he's also super smart. So let's catch up with him. David, you're getting your, uh, your what masters right now. Yes, I'm getting my MBA at the University of Miami, enjoying the uh, lifestyle down here in Miami. It's pretty fun. What does that uh, mean? Are you shirtless <laughs> at the bar every weekend right now? Um, I'm actually on campus, but uh, there is a bar on campus, so I could be. That's incredible. <laughs> it's um, David, what do you think so far of this year's season with Colton? So, to be completely honest, I actually haven't been able to watch everything. Um, I've watched clips and read a lot. Um, from everything I see and everything I know, he's, he's doing a great job. And, you know, he's, uh, he seems like he's enjoying the whole uh, entire journey. And, you know, he's having fun with it, it looks like. Um, and, you know, I, I think it's been a great season so far from what I've seen. Is there any moment in the last year and a half that you've been watching this show and been like, that should have been me. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Absolutely not. Um, I'm, you know, I, I'm happy with how things uh, turned out. Happy to be in school. Um, I, I'm good with where I am in life. That's great. Doing I, uh, stuff. I, I've always loved you, David, you know that. Um, I liked it when you came on the podcast more. I feel like once you started getting smarter and more educated, you stopped coming on the Almost Famous podcast. I want to ask you why. <laughs> no, no, you guys just didn't call me. I love, I love chatting with you guys and love you too, Ben. Um, no, I mean, look, it, it, it's really fun to have, uh, you know, have Bachelor in part of my life, and it'll always be part of my life, but that's exactly what it is. You know, it's a part of my life. It's not my end-all, be-all. And, um, you know, it's just a, it's a great aspect of, you know, what I did and I'm happy I did it. You know what I mean? That's great. How often do the two of you get recognized now uh, just walking around town or on the streets and people say you're so-and-so from The Bachelor? You answer that first, David, the chicken. Ben, how about you? Well, it's so different. So living in Utah, I hosted a, a talk show for like three years. So a lot of I was on TV at home in Utah too. So a lot of times people would recognize me from Good Things Utah or from The Bachelor, but it just depends on when and it just depends on on when and where. Like what's mm -hmm. actually going on like Yeah, exactly. Um I, I completely agree and um you know, I, I it's it's really dependent on where I go. If I go to a let's say bar where it's the watcher's demographic, you know, sure. Right. Um you know, it's, it's, people are going to recognize me and uh, people will come up and say hello. And it's really fun. I mean, my friends love it. My friends love being, you know, uh, when that happens. And it's, it's, a really, it's really cool. And like one of the things that I've never thought before, like people would recognize me. Oh, my God. It must have done something really cool. So I don't know. It's fun. Ben, yeah. how often are you, do you get recognized? I feel like a lot. Yeah. Like I feel like when you are, yeah. Did you like yeah. how he said that with so much confidence? <laughs> no, I, I've been yeah, thinking no. about this recently. Yeah. I thought it would, I thought it would stop, but I, I feel like Bachelor Nation just either continues to grow, or that I just run into random people at random times. But I mean, I think any place, especially like airports or stuff like that, like people love this show, yeah, so much, Airport, and and so sure. yeah, Airport people seem to still stop and say, "Hey, are you so and so?" I mean, I'm three years out on this thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, and people, I feel like people can pick up on your energy. Like if you're like, if I'm like, 
open and like my head's up and I'm like people will come approach me more often but like if I'm my head's down I'm like on my phone people kind of like are a lot more reluctant to come say anything I always love it when people do it makes me feel so special and people are so nice um I think one one of the interesting things is when I when I meet people and I'm you know very self-aware of kind of how the show went and they'll say oh yeah you were here's here's one thing you know about David is he likes to describe himself (laughs) <laughs> he's very self-aware I just did it. all right so in any case but when when people you know come up i talk to them for you know, call it five ten minutes um and you know i'm just me and you know they end up saying wow you're actually you know you're really nice in person you know you didn't necessarily come off that way on the show and you know, <laughs> same the, same i, I get that too bro things, you know it's just like Ah, I know. Wish I could talk to all those people out there, but I can't. And you know, it's just fun to uh, actually show people who I am in person and you know, talk with the the real me, if you will. I like to think that the Almost Famous podcast did a really good job at kind of reinventing who you are to the public. I think I think we can all take credit, uh, iHeartRadio <laughs> can, for letting people know the real David. You know what? I get a lot before we let you go, David. I know you've got a lot of studying to do, and all good. Uh, catching up um i get one of two things most of the time let's say three things every interaction i have mostly starts with are you ben like they look at me like i don't really know if you are or not right which then follows with you're a lot skinnier on tv (laughs) or it's you know what you you actually are better looking in person and it's like this always like (laughs) Like i don't like you on the show kind of stuff some backhanded compliment yeah and the whole time you're kind of wondering, you know, you're like, thank you, question mark. Thank you. What do I say? I'm no longer into this. Hey, David, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Come back sometime. Uh, We can't have you disappear on us. And uh, if I ever see a picture of you online with your shirt off at a club in Miami, I'm going to be very (laughs) upset with you, but then we'll have you on the podcast. Can't can't promise that. And the last thing I'll say is, um, I just want to congratulate my sister. She just had her first baby overnight, uh, oh, baby wow. boy named Dylan Cooper, and just want to congratulate her. Oh, Uncle that's chicken. so exciting. Uncle Chicken. Uncle Uncle chicken. chicken. All righty, guys. I'll talk to you guys later. Have good a good talking day. talking to you. Hey, see you, buddy. Ben. Yeah. Do you know I have a 14-year-old? No. I have a 14-year-old. She just turned 14 a few days ago. Does she watch the show? Absolutely not. <sighs> no. I'm glad she didn't watch this week's episode. Oh, me Michelle, too. Things we, got hot and heavy. We got to talk about the Hannah G. Colton one-on-one. But before we do, Robinhood Investments is what I've got to talk to you about. Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos, all commission-free. While other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, Robinhood doesn't charge any commission fees, so you can trade stocks and keep all of your profits. Plus, there is no account minimum deposit needed to get started, so you can start investing at any level. The simple, intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. View easy-to-understand charts and market data and place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. You can also view stock collections such as 100 Most Popular. With Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio, discover new stocks, track your favorite companies, and get custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. Robinhood is giving listeners of the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast 
a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help build your portfolio, sign up at almostfamous.robinhood.com. That's almostfamous.robinhood.com. Come on, Almost Famous listeners. Let's invest. Let's build for the future. Retirement is just in front of us. Hey, uh, Michelle. Yeah. Yes, Ben. It's yes. time. It's time. It's, it's time. time. It's what's, the moment we've all been waiting for, actually. What's one word you do use to describe the Colton Hannah G one-on-one? Just hot. Mainly just sexy, hot, steamy, yeah. sexual. Yeah. There's so many yeah. words, which I don't know. There's a lot. What's your word? <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot. I don't know. I, I, I'm going to throw this one up to the listeners. Listeners, uh, after watching this week's episode with uh, Colton and Hannah G., Use one word. Can you write us at Ben and Ashley at iHeartMedia.com? One word. Just one word that you would use to describe this date. Wait, I have the I, word. I have the word. What is it? Erotic. Yeah. I, I think that's perfect. It's erotic. I think that's exactly. Yeah, the word. it was very erotic. It the was the correct it was, answer is erotic. I, it was a lot to watch. <laughs> it Wasn't was so, it? here's the deal. I just have to say this, okay? So Hannah G has kind of just been like, she's a little bit more meek and soft and sweet. And, and then, but when she gets those sexual like juices flowing, she just comes alive. And Is that what we call the, it? Sexual juices? The sexual juices flowing. I mean, okay. this there, is making me feel more. Is, I know. I'm so sorry, but I just, I love a girl that just owns her sexuality because not only yeah. is she making out with Colton, there's like producers, camera guys, there's people all up in her grill. And she's just in the moment, man. She is feeling it. She is going after it. She is not holding back. She is letting mm-hmm. her feminine power take over that mm-hmm. mud bath, that massage table. And yeah. she is enjoying every second of it. As she should. As she should. I love and it. You're, you know, you're right. And let's like, let's stop for a second because – Yes, I think it's terrific. It's still hard to watch. Like it's still weird to is watch this happen. Is it though? <laughs> it's kind of, yeah. No, it's it still, is. Well, this well, is. Well, it's like my buddy. So here's the deal. I'm gonna see Colton tonight at his wine opening. He's starting a wine brand for his nonprofit, and I have to look at this dude in the eyes after just like I know what was happening. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, yeah like I don't know if I like that. I don't know if there's any of my friends that I, I enjoy getting that close to something so intimate. Well, the first thing I think of is her parents, like her yeah. family. It's like that, that, yeah, man, she, yep. She forgot that was going to be a thing. And grandma so, yep. is going to be thrilled, <laughs> but I do, I do have to give it to her. Cause I, I think that it's, it's, important and it's okay and it's a beautiful part of our sexuality to be able to express ourselves sexually and I think it's she just went for it and he was loving it and you can tell that their chemistry is like off the charts right like it's they it's there and it is strong and it is alive and it's yeah I mean it's hot I wonder if um I want to sit on this for a little bit because I think this is actually more than anything a really uh important part of this whole season is this date because i do think we saw the chemistry i thought we saw the two of them come to live together i thought you know for weeks we've kind of wondered where's hannah g sit in this whole thing she's quiet she's meek she's she's a little bit more subdued and so like we don't know where they stand anymore and then this happens and once they get together one-on-one her you know they they come alive together and i think we saw that 
So here's the question. Do you think Colton and the show knew how much their physical chemistry uh, was kind of brewing? And so they picked the sexiest date alive to sit them together with it in so that they're mudded up in bathing suits together uh, on massage beds like this. This had to be a little bit planned. This isn't so happening too. with everybody. No, I think you're totally right, because the uh, the episode where they made out in the bed, mm-hmm. you could tell that there was just like there was chemistry. And and this is the other thing I want to say about Hannah G that I found to be really refreshing is there was a conversation between Cassie and Kaylin where they were kind of alluding to the fact that like Hannah G, there's not a lot of depth to her. She's she's kind of been um, had to use her beauty to get this far in life. It will be interesting to see how this date goes mm. kind of a deal. Yeah. And I just have to say, like, I, f- I find it like I found I was so drawn to Hannah G after the conversation they had at dinner where she opened up about the divorce of her parents. And and I think it's easy to assume that these beautiful girls don't have as a lot of mm. depth to them. And yeah, they might be these sexual beings as well, but there is depth to Hannah G that like she might just not be opening up to you, right? Like this girl, I think I think Hannah G seems to have a lot of depth and she seems to be very self-aware. And I think she's a smart, beautiful woman who also steps into her sexuality that I think is powerful and sh- yeah. and important and so I found it to be incredibly refreshing, and I really think that um, just because she's this beautiful little bombshell, you know, doesn't mean there's not really, you know, like incredible depth there. Yeah, I, I have a question. I want to pause for a second and just take this off. You just mentioned that you have a 14 year old daughter. Um, how then do you have these kind of conversations with your daughter? As you know, obviously, you know. The show is really popular in pop culture. People your daughter's age are starting to watch it. Uh, are you starting to kind of have these talks? Uh, or for anybody out there listening that is a mom or uh, has a young a, a young child, how do you recommend uh, those parents connecting with their children to have these open, honest dialogues about what they're feeling, what they're experiencing, and and who they're becoming? Well, I think it's incredibly important to have the conversation with your children at some age. I think you can be 16 and be very immature. You can also be 12 yeah. and be very mature, right? So I think it's an intuitive thing, but I think mm-hmm. it's so important to, to talk to our children about those sexual feelings, about, you know our hormones and the feelings that come up in our body, they're very real and they're very powerful and it's important to understand them and to know that there's nothing wrong with that. Mm. And that they're just, it's a normal part of being a human. And when you feel shame around that or you feel embarrassed because of it, it's that's not empowering these young girls. But, but giving them the information and helping them um, understand that it's a, it's a sacred special part of being a woman and it's important to to understand it and to feel it but to um to only give that away when you feel comfortable giving that away mm-hmm. and that no one should be touching your body without your permission that even if someone hugs you like and you didn't ask for that like it's just so important for for these young girls and for all women to to step into their power and to step into step into their sexual power and mm. um and not give that away uh frivolously but to to see it as the as the feminine power that we all have within us wow that's terrific 
You're a good That's mom. That's how I feel. I bet you're a great mom. I haven't I, seen you around your daughter, but you're probably a fantastic <laughs> mother. I try. Um, I try. The, so Colton and Hannah G have a, a very erotic, sexy, steamy date. Here's one thing. Uh, I got an email that said, uh, and this is just came to my personal email, kind of, kind of funny, but they said, one thing they noticed about Colton is he loves to grab the butt. He's a big oh, booty yeah. grabber. He oh, is. Yeah. And I noticed watching this episode, <laughs> he's a big booty grabber. <laughs> yeah. Just he check is. that out for all you listeners out there. Um, Colton's a booty grabber. Hey, uh, so we're taking off this date, the one-on-one uh, with Hannah G and the girls now are jealous. They're nervous about his connection with Hannah G because they can sense it. They can feel it. They can see it. Something is going on there. Is Hannah G one of your front runners? Yeah. Like top two? Um, up to this point, from what I know of her and what I've seen of her, yeah, man, she yeah. might be. Yeah, I agree. So we're moving on then. He has a great date with uh, Hannah G. The episode takes us to a place where we start seeing Sydney melting down a bit. She's starting to kind of get the uh, Elise syndrome where this isn't working for her. Uh, they haven't had enough time. Her connection with Colton is fading, and she she kind of want to wants to get back home. I don't want to assume anything on her behalf, and that's why we're bringing her on the podcast. Sydney, thanks for joining the Almost Famous podcast. Hi, guys. What's up? Sydney, I'm so excited to talk to you. I feel like I have 17 million questions. Oh, okay. First of all, <laughs> you, have, to talk to you, guys. you have been so delightful to watch on my television. Like you really are. And it sounds like all the girls love you. You just have carried yourself with such class and you're such a beauty. And I just am so impressed by you from start to finish. Thank you. That's so sweet. I mean, that's really hard to do in certain like situations. So I appreciate you for saying that. The, the you know, Michelle, as we're preparing for this podcast, uh, really did Sydney. She just said, she's proud of you. She's excited to talk to you. Sydney, I want to know a little bit of background, right? So for anybody out there listening, uh, some people listen to this podcast and they haven't, uh, gotten to watch every episode. If you don't mind giving our listeners a little bit of background about who you are, uh, your mm -hmm. time on the bachelor, and then let's end it with you talking about kind of your thoughts and nerves and how long those lasted leading up to your time to say goodbye to Colton. Okay. Yeah, sure. So I guess from the show um, perspective, I'm like the dancer girl that came from New York um, who essentially left her job to pursue Colton. So I think that's like how America was first introduced to me. And yeah, that's how my journey kind of started on the show. Um, I've been a dancer since I was like three. So that's like something that's very special to me and something that I've always like worked very hard at and always been like a huge part of my life. So that's like my background. And then I think on the show, you didn't see a ton of me always, but whenever you did see me, I had some key moments. I was uh, the girl that was like stretching with Colton that one episode. Um, I was one banging pots and pans another episode. And yeah, and then ultimately I'm, I have like a very big conversation at the end with him before my ultimate leaving the show. So that's a little bit about me on the show. Other than that, um, I'm from Virginia Beach. I grew up there. Actually, it's Lauren, I think, Burnham's home, hometown, which is really funny. Um, so I grew up there. I was a beach girl. I started dancing, like I said, when I was really young, and it was, like, always a huge part of my life. And 
I decided to keep pursuing it once I graduated high school and I went to school um, in the city at Marymount and graduated, started the whole auditioning circuit um, thing that you do in New York. And I ended up joining um, an NBA dance team in the city. And I did that for two years, which was ended up being the job that I left in order to go on to the show. So that's a little bit about me in a nutshell. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And it sounds like you're super ambitious and just kind of a woman who knows what she wants, which is what I loved um, seeing you step into in the episode where you had this hard conversation. I want to just ask you quickly, was this, was this like built up emotion or did it kind of just like erupt on this particular date? Well, with that last date, it was definitely not what I had planned for. I think the buildup for me was that I felt like every time I talked to him, like it was always a great conversation and we always like had a good time with one another. But anytime I asked him like harder questions or things that I needed to know about him in order for me to really like know that I can progress with him and actually like see myself at the end of this with him, because I was really serious about getting to the like nitty gritty of things. I never really got the answers that I wanted and I never felt, I felt like he didn't want to connect with me on that level for whatever reason. So then that last date, it was a lot of doing that the whole time I was there. And then by the last date, I was like, well, listen, like we're getting very close to hometowns and I've never personally brought anyone home to meet my family. I've never had a boyfriend before. And it's something I take very seriously. So I was like, I'm going to take this serious now. And like, can you, change what you're, you've been doing with me? Can you actually like fight for me and like be the man that I need you to be? Because if not, like it doesn't make sense for me to stay here anymore and just be like a placeholder. So yeah, that's essentially what my terms were at the end. And I didn't expect to be leaving the way I did, but, um, what do you mean you, what do you mean you didn't expect to be like, what were you expecting? I expected to feel when I brought that up to him, I was hoping that he was like, yeah, like I want to fight for this. Like, I feel good about this. Like I, I see. see a strong connection and I didn't get that. And I was like, oh, okay. So shoot. Now I, I should probably go because he's, he's not going to do it for me. He's not going to get there for me. So yeah, Interesting. that's what happened. So you, you yeah. went to him, which is common in relationships. I, I I've done mm-hmm. that a couple of times. I don't know if you have Michelle, but you know, you're, you're doubting something, you're questioning something. It's hard to like go out of your way and get the, like the truthful answer or, or the, the vulnerable answer. So you kind of approach it like Sydney did. She goes, Hey, you know what? I'm feeling a little bit like I'm not in this. I feel like you're not into me. We're not connecting. Am I reading this wrong or not? And, and Colton just, pretty much told her, no, you're not, you're, you're spot on. It's probably time to go. Sydney was, mm-hmm. were you disappointed? Uh, you know, do you wish you would have approached it a different way? Is there a better, I mean, Michelle, I want you to, if you can't help me out too, is there a better way in relationships to approach those kind of questions? Yeah. I mean, I'm not disappointed. I'm disappointed because I feel like maybe he didn't completely get to know me as I wanted him to um, come like from the whole time I was there. Like he got to know a lot of me, but like um, I wanted to feel like I gave my whole self like into the situation. And I don't think that he saw it all. So that was disappointing, but I'm not disappointed in how it ended. I feel like in a way I might've helped him on his journey. Like ultimately I want him to find what he's looking for. And I hope that if it's not me, then he, I can at least help him to find what that is. So that was me going into that being like, this is who I am. These are the things that I need. I know that I think I know what the things that you need, and I think I am those. But if you don't see me as that, then maybe you need to try harder and find the person that is 
supposed to be for you, if that makes sense. Yeah, that role that you kind of took on was really, like, cool to watch because it was a little bit of, like, listen, you know, I'm not, I'm not fully connected, like, I need more from you. And I loved how direct you were. And this is something I think we can take into our lives to kind of learn from is like, you know, a lot of guys don't really know. You kind of have to spell things out to them, it seems like. Like, um, (laughs) you kind of have to like, it was like you kind of sat them down and you're like, no, so this is, I'm not getting what I need from you. And can you give me more? And it was this very direct, like straightforward conversation that was so refreshing. Um, but I think that you could tell, you know, after you got sent home, I loved that you kind of took on this role of like, listen, um, don't get distracted by the shiny things out there. You kind of took on this friendship role that I think he actually mm-hmm. really needed more so um, than anything at that point. Is That's what it felt like to me as a viewer, um, that like he kind of needed you like for that little reminder. Yeah, I know, because it's such a hard situation and I totally understood that and I could see that he was trying and I was like well ultimately this is my goal my my what I need and like I want to help you out in any way that I can if I am ultimately leaving so I hope that I did that and I feel like I did that um it seems like you did so (laughs) so this is my question so okay so in the moment that felt like the right thing to do so there you are Mm -hmm. on the show like everything is so heightened all your feelings are heightened everything is just like extra um when you got home did you regret that decision? Mm. Um, I don't know. I mean, I didn't regret it. I, I knew in that moment when I had that conversation with him that he wasn't going to be my person. I knew that I wasn't going to be his person. So, and I didn't want to waste anyone's time. Like I came here to be serious and I wanted to figure out if this was right for me. And if it wasn't, then I don't want to yeah, stay around and just like have a free vacation. Like that's not what I was there for. So I didn't regret it. I felt good about the decision I made. I mean, it was like obviously very sad and not like how you want to leave, but I ultimately feel good about my choice about leaving. Cause when I got back, I was like, well, hopefully like whatever happens, he, I played a part in the end of this journey. For yeah. Him, so. It seems like you did. Um, did you get along with all the girls? Did you guys just have so much fun? <laughs> I had some really strong friendships that I built. I think that you can start seeing that in these like episodes coming up. Um, I was like really good friends with like Tisha and Kerpa and Nicole. We like really got along well, and yeah, I love them very much. It's I'm like because it's you're always around them, yeah. so it's like easy to make strong friendships. I'm I'm curious to know. You had mentioned to him, don't be distracted by shiny things. Can you elaborate mm-hmm. a little bit more on what those shiny things are, or, or like? And have those feelings changed or evolved for you about these people? Um, I just would um, love to know more about where that shiny thing came from. Yeah. 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 I mean, he was going for like the it girls and like that kind of thing, which is a great, like he like has strong feelings for a lot of them, but I feel like he could easily get distracted by like the idea of people instead of like actually asking them the harder questions. That's mm-hmm. what I, I just had a sense about. Um, so I wanted him just to like, yes, everyone there is beautiful and everyone has like great things, but I want you to like ask them, like, are they ready to be married essentially at the end of this? Because that's what he, every time he gave us a speech at a cocktail party or whatever, he'd be like, I'm looking for my wife. I feel like my wife is in this room. I'm like, okay, if you're looking for your wife, like make sure that that's what you're looking for. You're not just like going after like, who's like being like a shiny thing, I guess is the best way. Yeah. And I think, I think you said it 
in a way that really impacted him. It seems to me like what you said really was like, oh, I need to think about this, which I thought was cool. Yeah, I just wanted him to like think a little bit more about the things that he was yeah. pursuing, essentially. Just like food for thought. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, as we watch this season, there's been this dynamic that a lot of people are talking about. Is everybody, you know, when you left the show, uh, there is this, I want to say support of Colton, which you don't see a lot in the bachelor franchise, mm-hmm. uh, especially when it comes to the bachelor, you, you see it with the bachelorette, you know, people get off the show and they, they say great things, but with the bachelor, most of the contestants leave and they're like, yeah, I don't really like my bachelor, except the one that gets chosen. It mm-hmm. feels like this season, you all are in support of Colton. Is that, is that true? Will the claws come out after the final rose, which they usually do? Or do you think, <laughs> everybody kind of had this just like affection for Colton to see what, whatever's best for him happen. I mean, I think I, I see what you mean. I think actually that is true. Um, he's just like all in all to his core. He's a very kind, nice man and like a very good person. And how could you not root for someone like that? Also, he's, I found him just refreshing as a person. Like you don't meet many guys nowadays that are virgins at like his age at like 26. So it's just like a different thing that we're experiencing in culture. So he was just kind of like a breath of fresh air. So I think ultimately we're all just like kind of rooting for him. So yeah. Yeah. We're rooting for him also. We wish him the best. Uh, Sydney, what you did is admirable. Uh, we've appreciated watching you, um, on this show. We hope to see you again. We, we end every segment talking to somebody that's been eliminated or has left on their own from this season with this question, would yeah. you, and will you be doing paradise? Um, would I do paradise? I, I think if it was offered to me, I would, um, ultimately I feel like it would probably be the better situation for me because I just need time to like settle in and get to know people. And that sounds like paradise is a lot of that and being on the beach with cocktails. So, Oh yeah. (laughs) You take that opportunity. If it's offered to you, you take Uh that run. (laughs) We hope to see you on the show. for sure. Thank you so much. We hope to watch you. Thank you guys. Thanks, Sid. Thank you so much. Take care, hon. Bye. Bye. (laughs) I like her. Yeah. I do too. I, I just do. I think she has we a good head on her shoulders. I know. I know. She's just, she would be fun to see on paradise. Yeah. The show can, can, can be difficult for people like her who are, are normal. I would say <laughs> um, um, everybody on this season is beautiful. The women that have gone home have been beautiful. The women that are still there are beautiful. There's one thing that's always shocked me and Michelle, you, uh, as I sit here and, and look at you, uh, you have the same thing. They all have really nice hair. They all have great hair. It must take a lot to have this kind (laughs) of hair. And then here's another thing I've learned is in my life, I have lived with a woman. And when I live with a woman, my bathroom piles up with bottles and bottles and bottles of different shampoos and conditioners and shiners and whatever it is. Now there's a solution for that. I don't have a big house. I don't have a big bathroom. I can't continue to just build up bottles in my shower. And it's function of beauty. We all know the frustration. Bottles on bottles piling up in your bathroom, each one falsely promising a miracle solution. As I just talked about, it's crazy. What if it didn't need to be this way? What if there is just one shampoo that could truly do it all? Wouldn't that be amazing? The truth is... 
this exists. This is called function of beauty. And function of beauty addresses all of your hair concerns, not just one. So most drugstore brands only address a single concern like volumize or strengthen. But with function of beauty, you can choose up to five hair goals to add to your formulation. It's made with safe, natural ingredients, and it's vegan and cruelty-free. So I took the quiz and chose thermal protectant, hydrate, strengthen, and volumize. Then I picked pink, my shampoo and conditioner to be pink, you guys, with the flower power scent. Who wouldn't want that as your scent? Um, So listeners will receive 20% off their first custom formula. Um, Go to functionofbeauty.com now and take the quick two-minute hair quiz to design your 100% unique shampoo and conditioner formula. Use code ALMOSTFAMOUS at checkout for 20% off your first order at functionofbeauty.com. You don't want to miss this. So go to functionofbeauty.com and use code ALMOSTFAMOUS at checkout for 20% off your first order. Diaper duty. It's the adventure no one warns you about when you're expecting, right? Well, fear not. Pamper Swaddlers features a blowout barrier at the back waist that helps prevent up to 100% of leaks, even blowouts. Not only are Pamper Swaddlers total game changers, they have the hottest baby gift trend for 2024, the Pampers Diaper Stash, an online diaper fund where friends and family can contribute a group gift so that your diaper stockpile never runs out. I love this idea. Here's how it works. You create a diaper stash account, share it with your tribe, watch the stash grow, gift it to the parents, and voila. They use the stash funds to snag Pampers diapers and wipes anywhere, anytime. It's not just a gift. It's a stash of joy. (laughs) Ensuring that those parents-to-be are stocked up without the guesswork. So whether you're a parent in the trenches or the ultimate gift guru, Make 2024 the year of leak-free happiness. Pamper Swaddlers and the Diaper Stash. Because parenting should be an extraordinary journey, not a messy one. As every parent knows, kids seem to be everywhere all at once. It's tough for even the most watchful mom and dads to protect their little ones from every single thing. Duracell understands that. That's why they're deeply committed to lithium coin battery safety. Lithium coin batteries power many important things around people's homes, including things that young children may have access to. So Duracell not only educates parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of lithium coin battery safety, but they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Even Duracell's packaging is child secure and designed to avoid accidental opening. Because they believe that their product should provide more than just power, they should also provide peace of mind. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely. Available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. 
smart enough to anticipate your needs even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit a game-changing checking account with cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cash back isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And did I mention? There are no fees. Period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. I love CVS. Let me tell you why. Take a look at your makeup. Dealing with Krispy Kreme's mucky mascara, goopy gloss. When you spring ahead for daylight savings, fling them out. Did you know that over-the-counter can get old? That's OTC can get OLD. Over-the-counter products like allergy relief and vitamins have expiration dates. When you spring ahead this week, Toss out those outdated items. They're yucky. Start fresh. Daylight savings time is coming up, and it's a perfect time to go through your closets, cabinets, and pocketbooks and throw out any outdated products. And CVS can help you save big on replacements during the CVS spring fling. Fling out the old, save big on the new. Check your mascara, creams, and sunscreens and replace anything that's outdated and may have lost its effectiveness. Same with ibuprofen, allergy relief products, and vitamins. Try free CVS pickup and get your order in in as little as one hour. Visit cvs.com slash spring fling for details. Hey, Michelle, uh, moving on here for a second. There's a one-on-one date that kind of gets, I feel like, covered up in this episode. Mm-hmm. It, it isn't the most talked about thing because even the, we've got more emails on this podcast from who got eliminated at the rose ceremony than on this one-on-one date and one-on-one dates typically just completely take over this podcast. It was a one-on-one date with Kerpa. I would love for you to break this down. Uh, if you don't mind. Well, again, I think Kerpa is one of those women who in the right setting, under the right circumstances, can open up and really give you a lot of depth. Uh Um, You know, and I found that to be the case with her. She just had, um, yeah, like she just had a lot of really interesting things to say on her date once she finally felt comfortable. Like, and it just, it almost, it's like it took a a while for her to finally like kind of open up. What did you feel? Yeah, you know, I think it's that. There was, there was this... (sighs) It was uncomfortable at times. Yeah. I, I honestly, for a lot of the, the date, I didn't think she was going to get the rose. I didn't either. But then she the connection wa- wasn't there. But then she kind of like opened up a little bit. And I think that it's just being vulnerable. We have to be more vulnerable with each other. I think that's what brings us together and helps us connect. And when we're guarded and we have these walls up, it's just so hard to to connect and break through. And I think that once she finally did that, I think Col- I think you can tell Colton loves just auth- authenticity and connection. And 
it's almost like he finally got that from her and was like, okay, cool. Now let's let's see if maybe there's more, you know? And I think that's why yeah. he gave her the rose. Yeah. It was surprising to me that she got the rose. There's also a surprising piece in this episode, and it's how the episode ends. But before we do that, we've got to catch up uh, with our co-host, Michelle. Ashley Iconetti, welcome to the Almost Famous Podcast. <laughs> Hi, Ben. I'm sorry that I've skipped two out of the past three weeks. I feel like a failure. Oh, my gosh. Hi, Ash. It's Michelle. Hello. How are Hi, you? Love. I'm so sad I'm not sitting here with you. Oh, I know. Where are you? Sometimes Can you even too. tell us? Is it a secret? What's going on? Um, it's a little bit of a secret, but everybody will know what it's about in about 12 hours. Oh, my and gosh. A little bit more than that. But Jared and I are in New York City, and we're going to be on They're getting married. America. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my God. We're going to have one of those Good Morning America weddings. <laughs> They've totally done that before. Um, could you imagine? No. Sorry, guys. Spoiler nope. alert. That's not what it is. But good. we'll be at Good Morning America around 8 o'clock tomorrow morning, and we will make our announcement then. Oh, my gosh. This is so exciting. Do you know what it is, Ben? Do you know? You do. You know. Both of us do. You guys know. Oh, my gosh. I it's hate exciting. that I don't know when you guys know. It's very exciting. Uh, it's going to be a big deal. Ashley and Jared are on top of the world right now. She's a big deal. Ashley is She's a big the deal. biggest deal. Yeah. Um, and we're just going to be here now. to support her along the way. Ashley, I know um, that it's aching you that you haven't been in studio with, with us here recently. I, I hate skipping the podcast. <laughs> because you miss me or what? What's 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 the reason? I just feel, yes, Ben, I miss you. That's first and foremost. And secondly, because I just feel like I need to do my job, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who needs to do a job? You didn't I'll really be here. miss last week. You just weren't together. That's oh, true. Oh, last week we weren't together. I counted last week, but the week before I was in Cancun. Oh, that's okay. We Rough life. Oh, it's fine. No, don't worry about it. It's three Rough episodes. Life. Ashley, I miss you, Our but I'm happy okay, for you. Next week. Next week, you're going to be gone, right, Ben? I'll be in Honduras uh, with Generous, uh, taking a bunch of people uh, down through the coffee farms of Central America. So, yes, I will be gone next week, and so you'll make up for everything there. I do want to tell all of, all of our listeners out there, the announcement that Jared and Ashley are making is a big deal. It's really cool. I'm really proud of the both of them. Uh, I look up to the both of them uh, in a lot of ways. And, and so make sure you check out Good Morning America. But if you can't watch Good Morning America tomorrow, I guarantee you it will be all over social. So tomorrow at about, I don't know, 10 a.m. Eastern, just uh, go to social channels, see what's going on. This is a really, really cool deal. Uh, speaking of cool deals, we're here to talk about The Bachelor. Michelle has done a great job uh, today, Ashley. Uh, we've had a couple great guests uh, who have broke down the episode with us. Uh, and to kind of summarize, because I know you're coming in at the end here, what is your thoughts on this episode in general? Not breaking down each moment, but Ashley, we're, we're seeing a trend. Women are leaving uh, on their own, uh, which, you know, Michelle and I are both saying is is a great move on, on the woman's part. If they're not feeling it, they're, they're taking control and they're taking ownership in it. They're saying, this isn't for me. Uh, but we also saw a very heated one-on-one -on -one with Hannah G that we explained as erotic. Um, Ashley, I'm going to let you take it from there because I know you'll do a great job at explaining the rest. I do think the Hannah G date was super physical, and I like. I think their relationship is based 
pretty much on physical chemistry. But when I said this last week, Rachel said that she and Brian's relationship appeared on screen to just be physical as well, but they cut out all the con- uh, all the substance to it. So Rachel was like, that's the way they portrayed our relationship, but that isn't really the best part of our relationship, even though that part is great. It's not what kept us together. So perhaps with Hannah G, because she is, like, so sexy, they're just kind of focusing on that, even though there's a lot of other things they could have been focusing on. But I I don't think, like, there's a whole bunch of, like, electricity when they talk, like, when they have their sit-down part of the date. What do you think? I don't know, Ash. We're, we're, we were just discussing that. You're not wrong. Um, we, we were glad and happy to get to hear a little bit more of Hannah's story uh, because the one part that really frustrated me with this episode, and I, I think it's going to get overlooked, honestly. I don't know if the listeners are going to um, react as as much as maybe we did, is the the Cassie Kalen, which I think actually was mostly Kalen, but they were kind of saying Hannah G has just always lived off of her looks because um, her depth isn't there. I don't love when people say that. That's not a great thing to say about anybody. And I thought on this date, we actually got to see a little bit more of what, you know, kind of depth Hannah G has. And I think it's quite a bit. Do you think that really talking about her parents' divorce gives her depth? Well, this is what I think. I, and I, and I, to, to your comment, I think under those circumstances for her, it did feel like maybe to like you and I, that doesn't seem like a lot of depth, but I think for her, she seemed to, it seemed to be a really emotional, like, experience that she did, doesn't talk about a lot. Like, you know, she just, it did seem like this real kind of traumatic experience for her that she opened up and shared that seemed authentic to me. I felt it, you know, whether it was super, you know, I think there's certain people who can talk about this stuff all day, all night, but I think for her, you could tell it was something that was hard to talk about. And by doing so, I think that it helped them connect on a deeper level. And I think she does have um, that sexual energy about her. But I think that, like you were saying, Ashley, I think a lot of stuff gets cut out. And Colton doesn't strike me as the type of person who's like, just wants to sit and make out and not have conversation. I mean, we know Colton better than Hannah. And I don't think that Colton's just sitting there going like, yeah, let's head to the shower now. Now let's go have a mud bath. Now we should go, you know, like, I'm sure there was really great conversation that happened too that we didn't see. Um, that was what he was saying. <laughs> I, but he doesn't strike me as that type of guy. Um, so I do uh, let's think take it. A shower. Let's take a mud bath. Yeah. Let's yeah. go make out. Right? So that was probably the most sexual scenes we've ever seen from the show. I think so too, man. I was turned on. <laughs> um, I think you're right. I think you're right. And now that you bring it up, the way she did describe um, her dad and mowing the lawn and all that, yeah, very visually, was more of like a storytelling that I think she probably doesn't usually do. Yeah, yeah, I guess what we were trying, I guess, and what I was trying to say is, I think it's easy to assume that, you know, under those circumstances, you've got all these girls together that you're kind of feeling jealousy and competitive. It's hard to open up sometimes, and so we just assume that there are these like pretty little you know, like shiny things when the truth is that there's probably a lot more depth um, that they have to them that A, we're not seeing because maybe it's been edited out and and B, we're not giving enough credit to when they finally do feel like they can be vulnerable enough to have the conversation. Yeah, there's a lot going on. This episode was a lot. I mean, we got the, the, the Hannah G one-on-one. Uh, obviously, uh, we... 
we sat through a one-on-one with Kerpa that I just, I don't know. I just don't see the chemistry. Yeah, there. I don't necessarily. Uh, really no chemistry. Chemistry yeah. bliss. Their body language was so off. Yeah, I didn't think she was going to make it around very much longer. Um, and Ashley, I want to close with all of us kind of talking about the Demi situation. So Colton gets back to his room. We have Demi, who has grown on me tremendously throughout the season. The first couple episodes, I was like, what are we getting into here? But as the season has continued, Demi is just this this person I've been rooting for, for in like in the most genuine of ways. And I'm really sad to see her go home, even though I think her wanting to go see Colton to take his virginity is a terrible, terrible approach. I don't, idea. I don't think that, that was what that sounded so edited to me. That was that did Do not. You? I don't think that was her intention, but. I, I, I might agree with you, Michelle. I think that's something she would have said earlier in the season. Yeah, I don't think that was what, I, I don't know. May, I, who knows with Demi, though? That's the thing about Demi is you're like, yeah, bro, whatever. Like, yeah. yeah, I think who knows? it or not, she, she walks into the Colton situation. And I'll be honest, I was really sad to see Demi go home. I want to hear the two of you uh, talk about this because I, Demi has became one of my favorite characters. Uh and Ashley, you've been supportive and a fan of Demi since the beginning. I haven't, but I know that you have. I don't know. It, no, Ben, I haven't been like super. Like I haven't, I've been pretty neutral about her. Some people love her. Before I just got on my screen today, this girl was like, oh my God, I love Demi. And I'm like, really? Like, I like her. I don't, I don't dislike her, but I don't feel like this passion that so many people are showing on social media. I think people are liking that she keeps it real. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that this week was probably her time to go. I think she would have gone home this week whether or not she said I love you, but I do love the way that he sent her home privately instead of, you know, at yeah, the rose ceremony after she said that. It was sad. like it kind of was heart-wrenching to watch because you could tell that she went there with this, like, this grand idea of something that was going to go a totally different way and it was almost it was kind of abrupt how he um kind of just didn't really beat around the bush and was just like oh if you feel this way then yeah like it's time to go and he's I mean he was he said it in a sweet way but um to see her face I mean I think it was just I do not think she was expecting that and it was sad to see her kind of like put herself out there and kind of get kind of get shot down you know I do like Demi. I do like her. Yeah. Ben, how do you feel about people saying that Colton is really following in your footsteps and he's the best bachelor since you and he's handled himself with as much grace? Is it because you were his mentor? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I would love to take credit. You know, I mean, I'm getting old here. Uh, It's time for me to start taking credit for things I shouldn't be taking credit for. But no, I, I cannot take credit for Colton's. Well, you know, he's, he's done things a lot differently than I have did. Um, but I think the one thing you see in common is I think Colton really cared and hated asking women to leave. I think sometimes you get bachelors and bachelorettes who, and for whatever reason, it doesn't affect them when they have to say goodbye to somebody. I think we see it in Colton's eyes. Like it hurts him. He doesn't like it. It's not fun for him. It's, it's tearing him up inside. And for me, I mean, it made me physically sick. Like I, I lost weight because I was so stressed about this. And I, I honestly, I think that helped me and you had a uh, take it more serious. What did you say, Ashley? I mean, I had a parasite. <laughs> 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 but that's That'll do it every time. Yeah. 
Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm happy for Colton. I think that we're going to see how this thing plays out. I, I, I do think he'll go down as one of the most genuine uh, bachelors in history. We were just talking about the beginning of the podcast, Ashley, is how, kind of how ironic it is that his season started with a very popular hashtag, not my bachelor, and it seems to have yeah. switched. Right. That is so interesting. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, I want to let everybody know to look for Jared Nashley on Good Morning America Tuesday, uh, which is February 12th, 2019, for a very special announcement, one that as a friend, I'm very proud of them for. Um, so yeah. check them out, listen in, and we'll talk about it on the podcast next Thank week. So Ashley, much, thanks for joining us. Thank you. And Michelle, thanks for sitting in my seat because there are a few people that I love filling my, ro- my uh, role there, like you, because I feel like you're like the original host that come out of The Bachelor. You're so cute. I'm just keeping your seat nice and warm. I miss Thank you. Thank you so much. Miss you. Love you, miss girl. You. Proud of you. Love you. Bye. As we saw in this week's episode, they are in Vietnam. And I love this, Michelle. I love this about the episode that while they're in Vietnam, they bring in some of the Bachelor crew from Vietnam. One thing before uh, we actually talk to some of the crew from Vietnam, I want to mention is, you know, in, in this year's Winter Games, the whole concept of Winter Games was to bring people from all over the world into one place, highlighting that the Bachelor is not just a U.S. thing. It's an international event. Like the bachelor has spread across the globe. It's taking over the world in a sense. And today we have some very special guests from bachelor Vietnam out there to talk to us on the almost famous podcast. Hey everybody. Hey, how's it going? Hi, this is so exciting to have you guys here. It's like all these worlds colliding. Thanks. Really, really happy to be here. If you guys don't mind real quick to get us started, do you mind introducing yourselves and what your role is on the show? Oh, my name's Antu. Um, I'm one of the story producers. I actually got this gig by being such a fan of the American show. So I got this gig from knowing the format so well. So I was kind of like a default Bachelor Bible. And actually, I started watching the show with Ben's season. So I could thank you, Ben, for getting me this gig. That's, That's amazing. amazing. That actually makes me really happy. That's so cool. How many seasons have you guys filmed? This is our first season. Oh, wow. This is so exciting. So you guys have your own Chris Harrison, right? Yeah, that's our host of Koichan. Okay, so does, does he, he say things yeah. like, this is your final rose? <laughs> yeah, he definitely says things like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, he, he, he's, got, he's got those sayings as well, right? Yeah, and this is Anjan, our executive producer and showrunning. Yeah, hi. How's it going, everybody? You know, Ben, I was a big, like on two, I became a really, really big fan of the show uh, during your season because I was running a company called Marley Coffee out of Denver, and all of my employees were such huge fans of yours um, that it, I guess, pushed me to move back to Vietnam and want to produce our version of The Bachelor as well. No way. Are, are you serious? Marley Coffee with uh, one of the Marley brothers. I have the T-shirt downstairs. You're one of the very first people to tell me to start it. Like your company was right next to Generous's coffee booth at That's our very exactly first it. event yep. ever. I, I remember wow. my employees had taken pictures with you. They came back to the office as giddy as humanly possible. This is incredible, Ben. I kind of think so. I'm you're like, responsible I'm just... for the for, you are. for the bachelor. And you're just as responsible for the bachelor of Vietnam as anybody else. I think we should put your name in the credits somewhere. Oh my <laughs> gosh, Ben! 
I, I don't know. I'm glad this. I'm glad this podcast started out this way today. I was, you know, I was coming in. I was excited to have Michelle as a guest co-host. I was excited to talk to you all. And honestly, my joy level has just wow. increased, and I feel very, very important right now. And I, and I appreciate that. It's a good feeling to feel <laughs> to feel appreciated. Um, you know, we've gotten to watch a little bit about Vietnam. Vietnam is an absolute beautiful place. Um, can you run Michelle and I and the rest of the listeners through? Any differences maybe that the Bachelor Vietnam has compared to Bachelor USA? Yeah, I'll, I'll take this question real quickly. The, the format's the same. You know, we, we all get the format from Mike Fleiss, and, you know, it, it starts off with, in our situation, 24 eligible ladies and one bachelor. And the season, our season, goes through 14 episodes, the first episode being that of the uh, the limousine scene where everybody's introduced, and the final episode is the final rose, then the after the rose, and the, the, the women tell all, and then uh, the, the after the rose. So it's structurally very, very similar. I would say the biggest difference probably is in the level of uh, salaciousness, if you will, between the two uh, countries. Um, whereas, you know, Vietnam is still quite a conservative country just because of the culture out there. We didn't see kissing on air, even though it happened before then, until the final episode when he uh, more or less proposes to uh, the winner. No way. Yes. That yes. makes for yeah. a whole different show. Yeah, I think the whole season, maybe he kissed three girls, which is an average one single cocktail party in the American Bachelorette. And I think other things that are different about the show, not in the structure, but kind of like what happened in our first season, is that this show was really not just about women trying to vie for a guy. It's really the bachelor kind of showing that he's like worthy of the woman's attention and time. No so uniquely way. on uniquely on our first episode in the first rose ceremony, actually three women declined his rose. Oh my god! One one woman he was able to convince to come back that he had a major connection with. But yeah, these. Women are, like, very strong. They're, like, very serious about their time and being here for love and whether it's the right fit for them. So it gave the show a unique flavor. That's incredible. Yeah, he had to really work very hard every single episode. And just to tell you, as the producer of the show, we were freaking out every single night that the women would leave him, not that he would be able to charm the women. But he was, and he was great. Our bachelor was great. He charmed the heck yeah. out of the women. A lot of them fell in love with him, but it definitely the power dynamics, like Antu was indicating, uh, is definitely that the power exists within the women, and that he had to be, ex you know, extra extra charming uh, in each episode. Is that more of a like a production, or is that a cultural thing that you know the women feel like, yeah, he has to impress me also? Because for years I felt like the Bachelor or Bachelorette was sought after, and that nobody was really ever leaving on their own accord. Yeah, that is, that, that, I, I think you hit it right in the head. It, it's a cultural thing in Vietnam where women actually hold a lot more power um, in, in this country. They're, they're seen as the backbone of society and that they have, are on equal footing. And so for a show like this, when we first try to get it off the, you know, on the air, we got a lot of pushback from, the, uh, from both the censors as well as the TV station about, is this a misogynistic type show? Because that's not really the culture of Vietnam. But what we explained to them is that, you know, it's ostensibly, you know, a, a fight for love. And, it, you know, if you convey it well enough, then it's shown in a way where, you know, it, it, all parties are truly seeking out, you know, 
love on a show. And uh, and in the end, for our show, it balanced out in the way that he had to try out just as hard as the girls did. I love that. And some of our contestants even mentioned that, too. On our Women Tell All, they answered, what do you think of critiques that are you devaluing yourself by trying to compete for a man? And one of our contestants answered very eloquently, is like, I think a valued woman is, is a woman's value is in knowing what she wants and then being able to go after this. If you know your true value as a woman, no one can ever tell you your value or devalue you. So that's why the women on our show felt very empowered or felt like on their own journey to be there. That's so beautiful. Is there a way for us to watch your season? There are clips on our show on our YouTube channel and on our Facebook page. Um, Full episodes are not available. But we have best of moments. I'm going to check those out. Oh, yeah. I think this is so interesting. And it really is is terrific to kind of connect everybody from all over the world. That's what I loved about Winter Games. And I thought the concept of Winter Games was terrific. And that's why I did it. Uh, you know, your team in, in Vietnam has now produced The Bachelor. It's aired. How did it go over? How is the reaction? Is it as big in Vietnam as it is in the U.S.? Oh, great question. I mean, I think for season one, uh, it went over really well because of the curiosity factor, especially with people uh, who are watching the clips online. Um, uh, on TV, it was a highly rated show, um, probably not like number one show like it is in America. But, uh, you know, we had some great, great moments that just made the whole country talk about the show. Um, and I think, you know, w- w- one of the big moments, obviously, is that we had the, the moment where two women uh, uh, declared their love for each other during the rose ceremony. And that was hugely talked about, you know, in Vietnam, but even more so on a global scale. And then at the end, there was a, a scandal with the, the, the winner not disclosing the fact that uh, uh, she ha- was a single mom, um, which, you know, really upset a lot of the girls on the show as well as a lot of the fans. So, you know, despite the ups and downs, I thought the, the, the season went exceptionally well and, 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 and people really, you know, resonated with the fact that, you know, a lot of these things were just absolutely real moments uh, in, in these people's lives. That's so cool. Is there going to be a Bachelorette? You know, I think we're going to do two more seasons of The Bachelor so that the fans out here will really understand the format of the show before we move on to The Bachelorette. Cool. How crazy is this, Michelle? So awesome. The Bachelor is internationally known. I'm telling you all, wow. Vietnam had a Bachelor to watch this year. Can you imagine these polarizing storylines? I mean, I read about the two women leaving, uh, that they found love for each other on the show here in the u.s it was a, a global uh headline and and all in your first season of filming a show this is the wild part and and for everybody out there listening this is the weirdest wild part about the bachelor to me right i participated in it michelle participated in it we have two producers that that work this show on the line as well somehow everybody always asks me how scripted is it how how formatted is it? i'm like it's a format right there is a format it's an environment but Every year, time over time, something new happens. Some You get a new personality. You get a new person in there. You get a new bachelor, bachelorette, and you get storylines that you've never seen before. Bachelor Vietnam, you did not fall short of putting together a great show. And you also, I want to tell you this, you did a great job at hosting Colton's show uh, or episode this year. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the Almost Famous Podcast. Thanks, you guys. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for your time, man. Vietnamese gamang. What was that? 
All means thank you. Come on. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, if people want to find out more about the show, feel free to check us out. Look up The Bachelor of Vietnam on our YouTube or Facebook or Instagram. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you. It's uh, Isn't it wild, it's Michelle, how... It's all because of you, Ben. I, is it all what because of me? Well, Can I take credit for I'm, this? I would like to take a beat and just recap that. Like, how does that feel for you? It's it's actually kind of one of the maybe weirdest things that's ever happened on this podcast. You could is, be responsible for people finding love in Vietnam. I, I, and I ben? never even would have known. I would have never known it until this interview. <laughs> it's so amazing. Like, kind of crazy. I, I mean, it's it's honestly it's hilarious. But in all seriousness, it's once again a reason why when people ask me, "Are you glad you did the show?" or uh, you know, do you regret doing the show? And it's like, no, because my life is, is awesome. I get to do a lot of cool things now. And, and yeah, you know, the love part didn't work out for me, but so many other things did. And then I get to hear stories like this and I'm like, people in Vietnam, yeah. <laughs> maybe know a little bit of who I am. Like, that's kind of cool. It's really cool, Ben. It's really cool. I think it's oh, amazing. Man. that was cool. That's exciting. I'm going to have to watch that clip. I didn't, I didn't know that that was this viral clip. So so two girls fell in love with each other on the show. Yeah, it was a global headline. Uh, oh, can you imagine cool. in the first season of Bachelor Vietnam, something like this happens? And and obviously it became, uh, it, like I said, became global. People were talking about it. It was on all the national news networks. Um, but once again, it's it's one of those stories that The Bachelor you know, creates and finds love no matter what. I don't know uh, if the two women are together still or not, uh, but how cool is it? that at least for a short time, they found love interest from The Bachelor. How crazy. Um, another great interview. Thanks, uh, Bachelor Vietnam, for coming on. We can't forget that there was a rose ceremony this week. Katie was asked to go home. We didn't see a lot of Katie this I season. I know. Bummer. A, a little uh, big bummer, um, but she is no longer there. You know what we've gotten to, uh, Money, is from here on out, every – woman on the show is somebody that we pretty much know fairly intimately. Like yeah, we, we get to be on right. there. They've been on a one-on-one. -on -one. We've gotten another past. Uh, they have a relationship with Colton. So this is kind of the, the part of the show that gets real. So from here on out, let's call it the session season of the show that gets real, real, real. Michelle, you are <laughs> always real. You've never not been real. You're you've been awesome today, but before we send you out of here, cause I want to draw this out. I want you to sit in this seat for as long as possible. Uh, we got to give thank yous to Crate and Barrel RSVP today for a Crate and Barrel private registry event at crateandbarrel.com backslash stores backslash events ritual. Visit ritual.com backslash famous to start your ritual today. Robinhood. Sign up at almostfamous.robinhood.com and get a free stock. That's a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. Function of beauty. Use code almost famous at checkout for 20% off your first order at functionofbeauty.com. Michelle, you're beautiful. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, we ben. appreciate you. Love Thanks for you. filling in for Ashley. My uh, pleasure. You're the best. And uh let's just keep keep going. And if you ever want to stop by again, I know our listeners would love to have you. This has been so fun. What a fun job you guys have. This is this is the life, man. That's the life. I am telling you what <laughs> it the, is. Living the dream, the Ben. Life. Hey, uh, Michelle, uh, important update. It just came across my computer. 
Uh, I know that we've got to get you out of here, and I know this podcast has been a long one because it's a good one. But we have a big news break in Bachelor Nation this week, and our our correspondent, Mark, is in studio with us right now with a special outbreak. Well, people are very concerned about the situation with Cassie and whether or not she's on The Bachelor, she's on a different show at the same time, and people are freaking out about it. And I'm here to set the record straight, Ben. I want to hear it. Okay. Well, she was on a show called Young Ones. It's another dating show that follows a diverse group of recent graduates from Christian college who are now navigating dating, marriage, debts, and career decisions, blah, blah, blah. Well, she did that in 2015. Oh, wow. And then she went back and did some reshoots. But she and the guy that she's dating on the show have come out and said, look, there's nothing going on here. We wish each other the best, but we are not together anymore. So don't worry. That's not her forever person. She's not cheating on him going on The Bachelor. That was done a while ago. She had a clean slate going on to The Bachelor. Mark, I know you've talked to a couple people on the inside here. Do you think or does anybody think this is going to affect Colton and Cassie's relationship on the show? They do not think it's going to affect them whatsoever because this was a clean situation. Cassie has no interest in this guy. This guy has no interest in Cassie, although I think there might be a little bitterness on his part. It's Mm -hmm. not going to affect Colton. Colton understands the situation moving forward. Mark, thanks so much. Great work. (laughs) My pleasure. So glad to clear that up. I know. It's been a big deal this week. Hey, everybody out there listening, make sure you email us at benandashley at iheartmedia.com. Thank you to everybody that came on the podcast today. It was a packed one. With that, I've been Ben. I've been Michelle. So fun. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Childproofing people's homes is hard, but Duracell is making it just a bit simpler. Not only are they committed to educating parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of battery safety— They also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Duracell even features child-secure packaging designed to avoid accidental opening. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely, available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plans starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 4-14-24 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended silver unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines. All on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. If debit is your go-to card, 
Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cash back isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And did I mention there are no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. I've discovered the secret to turning diaper duty into pure parenting joy. Okay, well, that might be a stretch, but Pamper Swaddlers is truly the answer. They feature a blowout barrier at the back waist that helps prevent up to 100% of leaks, including even blowouts. And for 2024's hottest baby shower slash sprinkle gift, it's the Pampers Diaper Stash. I am so for diapers for a baby shower or registry. This Pampers Diaper Stash is an online diaper fund where family and friends can contribute a group gift so that your diaper stockpile never runs out. Just create an account, share it, and then watch it grow, and then gift it. So easy. So whether you're a parent in the trenches or the ultimate gift guru, make 2024 the year of leak-free happiness with Pampers Swaddlers and the Pampers Diaper Stash.